Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs post-game show podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. You get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Well, the weekend is off to a real crappy start. <laughs> Happy Saturday morning to all the Cub fans out there. Cubs lose to the Dodgers 4-3 in extra innings. Um, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera, Luke Stuckmeyer, we told you we do the post-game show no matter what time. Cody's cracking a spotted cow. Man, this one, this one's up there with the worst games of the year. This is a game where you should have beaten the Dodgers. Keegan Thompson deserved so much better, and they let him hang around long enough, just enough for a rare bullpen meltdown. Yeah. Like, I under, let me just start off with I understand that I should not be this angry for a team that's like 16 under. Like, I get it. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to say it in the comments. Like, I know. But when when your potential top three of the rotation type pitcher gives you that performance against that lineup, you want to win that day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Keegan Thompson went out there and – and shoved it down the Dodgers' throats. And we're talking, we're not talking about the Reds. We're not talking about the Pirates. We're talking about the best lineup in baseball, arguably. Maybe the Yankees are better than that, better than them, at least as far as a lineup. But like he went out there, and honestly, the five and two thirds is where it starts. Like he easily had six. And I don't like, I don't want to yell about say a drop in the baseball, but that's like you knew you knew it was going to loom large you knew it was and it's just so frustrating because like you get that kind of performance out of your starting pitcher and you lose a game like that i know it wasn't all say his fault i mean the cubs still had the still had the opportunity to win the game so david robertson definitely deserves a lot of blame there too but it's just so frustrating and they and then they made it even it was like the Cubs stuck the stake in their own hearts even harder in the 10th <laughs> inning when you get the ghost runner on second base and you hit two dribblers back to back to the pitcher like i don't know how much easier mlb has to make it for 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 a game to end faster for a, for for a game, for a team than to just to just like allow that and and like they make it so easy for you to score that first run and you can't do it. There's some stat Ryan's probably going to say that he said off air. Like I'm just, I'm all over the place, fellas. I, I understand it's 12, 25 AM on a Saturday morning, but like, I I'm just, I'm just so mad. This is, this was the, like we talk about all the dumb losses. Remember that, that extra innings loss to the white Sox? I think there was one like a week or two ago that reminded me of that one. Like those were just dumb losses that I was pissed off about. Like this is this is like a tough loss. This is a like you should have won, and it would have been a huge win if they did win, and you lost because of your own doing. Like you give credit to the Dodgers for you know doing the things they did, but at the same time they they didn't they they shouldn't have been in this position. They should not have at least tonight. Yeah, I mean that like, Ryan. Yeah, it was like eleven of the last twelve automatic runners haven't scored something like that like no it's it's brutal and you know the i mean the, the it's crazy because like you at you look at the um the the offense and they gave him three runs you know the nico home run 
uh, which I'm kind of mad about because I swear I picked Nico for who you got. I, I swear I picked Nico yeah. and all of a sudden I look back at it. Sure. Say, uh, anyway, um, but then that happens, you know, Hap gets, <laughs> there you go. Apparently I picked Saya. Uh, I, I don't even remember typing Saya. Anyway. Um, That's what you put in Slack, bro. Yeah. yeah that, I don't, I, you like, made, you like, made your choice and Cody and I each get a point yeah. and you have now dropped into third place. I don't know. Uh, what, we, we haven't said that. Points. Yeah, what? <laughs> Hold on. How do I how do I not get a point? My guy had what should have been the game winning RBI. But he also he, had he a drove in the last two runs of the game. He he put him in he gave them the chance to win the game. It's not his fault Say I can't catch the ball. It's not his fault Robertson can't throw a strike. He had a two plan though. There's there's no way I'm not taking the point. I stayed up till one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I watched Cubs baseball <laughs> and my guy had two RBIs. And one of them was the game-winning RBI until the bullpen blew it. And say Look, it's Suzuki. I'm taking a point. You didn't do that, man. That's, you didn't just do it out of your own free will. too late for me to be up, not to earn a point here. That's the way it's going to be. I don't have ice cream. I'm cranky. <laughs> Dave LaCroix says in, in, the, uh, in the chat, can it really be a rare bullpen meltdown when it happened twice in the last five games? Yes, Dave, because the bullpen has been one of the better parts of this team this year. Overall, yeah, yes. I will admit, you should be a little bit – we can talk about it later, but – you should be a little bit worried about uh, David Robertson and his sudden inability to throw strikes and close out games because trade value down big time. Yeah. Anyway, so I forgot what I was saying, but oh, okay. shout out to the people. Shout out to the people in the chat. Forty-two people watching right now. Yes. It's almost. We got. We even got a. We even got a super chat. Yeah, we got a super chat. That little yumper. A little yumper. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, joins us on Twitter Spaces sometimes. He's also in the chat a lot too. It's, so it's shout too out to small. Him. I'm here he for said, the Cody fire. I see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, <laughs> Appreciate it. 30 in the morning on a Friday, or well, technically a Saturday morning. The Cubs just had a bad loss, and we got 42 people in here. Like, love that. Um, also, I, I didn't even realize it, and I, it's hard to blame the offense because they gave them the three runs, and they gave them. You know, again, the Suzuki air, like, that's a run. That That's – Keegan's yeah. out of the inning if Suzuki catches that. Robertson, that's two in the same week that just, just couldn't get it. Like, you know, couldn't – had no control in the ninth inning in a save opportunity, which that just hadn't been him the whole year, really. Um, but I just realized, like, after that – so Hap got the double and then got thrown out. Uh, you know, Suzuki's comebacker, got, he got thrown out. Which well, we we should talk about that too because Sutcliffe's commentary was awesome. Uh, I mean, that was <laughs> cracking me up. But um, after that, the Cubs went over fifteen the rest of the game. Like they did not put a single base runner on. The automatic runner didn't obviously didn't get him home. But like that, you can't even count that. They were over fifteen. They didn't have no hits, no walks, nothing. I'm like, I I didn't I, I think because they were up three nothing and we were like it was so worried about the bullpen that you didn't realize like. The offense just shut down. Um, again, you can't really blame. They gave him three runs, a three nothing lead going into the what seventh inning almost or sixth inning, three one lead going into the seventh. Like the way the game was going, they should have won. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a tough loss, just tough loss all around. I think. I mean, yeah, I mean it's hard. It's hard. The Dodgers pitching staff is so good, so again, it's hard to put any blame really on the offense, but. It just yeah, like Cody said, it's like it was one of those losses where you say like a bad taste in your mouth because it was a very very winnable game up up until the ninth inning, very winnable game, tenth inning even very winnable game and yeah, nothing comes from it. I mean, poor Keegan Thompson. You go five and two thirds, no earned runs, eight strikeouts. He's 
he starts the game by striking out Mookie Betts looking the first two times he comes up. He made Justin Turner look silly on a slider and another strikeout. Um, you know, I mean, he has shown that like he now can throw four pitches and any of the four pitches can make a really good batter in the majors look bad. Um, I'm starting to get on Cody's Keegan Thompson for mayor. Uh, I And I always say, I, I've worn small sample sizes. It's on half a season, I know. But he made a really good hitting ball club, one of the best in baseball. And some of the best hitters in baseball look silly out there a couple times. Like Justin Turner. <laughs> Justin Turner looked terrible. Mookie Betts kind of looked back on the second strikeout like, who is this guy? What's going on? And Turner kind of gave the same thing. Like, what was that? You know? So mm -hmm. are there positives to come out of this game? Yeah. I mean, Keegan Thompson is a hundred percent. I think the real deal. I, I think he is yeah. uh, a legit one or two potentially for the Cubs moving forward. I don't even know if he's going to be a three. Maybe I'm just being optimistic tonight, but I really think he's got, uh, he's got some special makeup, especially because he was, we talked last season how he was, you know, playing around between the bullpen and starting. We weren't sure. And maybe he should just be a bullpen guy. Yeah. He's he's taking this opportunity when I personally didn't want him to get it early on. Cause I was like, he's doing too well in the bullpen. Don't give him the starting role. He's taken it and he's shoved it down our throats. Like, stop, I'm good wherever you put me mm -hmm. and hats off to him. You know, he's gone and done the work. He's worked on new pitches. The new pitches are working. Um, that, that's what you want to see from a young pitcher. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think uh, Sutcliffe was pretty impressed with him, too. It's always fun to hear another a, – a different pitcher. You know, Jim Deshays does a great job, too. It's, it's just another former major leaguer who's impressed by him. And whenever you get former major league pitchers that are impressed by a young pitcher, uh, it's always somebody to pay attention to. Yeah, I was uh, – Luke, we – I think me and you both were kind of on the like leave Keegan in the bullpen, like multi inning. I was, Cody was too. More on yeah. the, I think Cody was like the first one of us to really say, okay, I like, give him the, give him the starting, put him in the rotation, oh, give him the yeah, chance. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Cody's um, the first one to jump always. Yeah, two feet but in. I, I think we're both in that in that spot now. Me, me, and like, all three of us really are in that spot. Like, Keegan, no matter if you know Smiley, Miley, Stroman, had everyone's healthy at the same time. Like Keegan needs to be in that rotation. He's been so so good. And it's always one of those things. Where it's like he has it, right? Like he just has it, and like you, you can't put, you can't put that, you can't look on fan graphs and, and, and measure what that is. You can't go on Statcast and go. He just has it. He has something about him that you look at him, the confidence, the the stuff, the just the whole mixture of everything that he brings, and it makes you think like this guy is gonna be good. I don't know if he's, he's not gonna be. I I, I, won't, I won't say he's gonna be an ace starter, all-star, a perennial all-star, Cy Young candidate, any of that kind of stuff. Like, he's a long way to go before he's that. But he just has something that when you watch him, you're like, this this guy's good. Like, this kid can pitch. This kid has a ton of confidence in himself. Like, this kid, he has it. He just has it. And and that's, like, you'll want pitchers that, that are like that. You'll want guys that can go out there and shove every night, even if the box score doesn't always – look great you look at them and you're like dude like this guy this guy's a good pitcher he's not gonna be his best every night but he's a good pitcher keegan was really really good tonight this, honestly he deserved that quality start say uh, i had the air and then you know he ended up not getting through six keegan was good again tonight. that baltimore and new york are starting to look even more just like 
what's I don't even know what the word is like ab- abnormal like those, those I don't even know yeah. what the word is the, the outliers there you go those that oh, that Baltimore that New York start looking way more like outliers because really outside of those two just like every time he's pitched this year he's looked really good and I, I that's if you're looking at guys that are going to be on the next great Cubs team like Keegan's starting to prove like he's part of that. Quick question for you, uh, based off a comment from Dave. He says Keegan's our ace. Um, obviously, he's he's not the ace based on experience, been there, big games, all of those things. Um, you would have to go Hendricks or Stroman there. But do you feel like he's the ace just based on the eye test, based on how your gut feels when a game is about to start and he's on the mound versus somebody else on the mound? Is he starting to become – the guy you're most confident in in the Cubs rotation. In in well, that way, is he becoming their ace? I mean, I said it the other – I think I said it last week, Luke. I was like, Keegan Thompson's becoming must-see TV. He's becoming like every fifth day when I hear when I learn that he's the one starting, it's like, I mean, I'm going to watch every game anyway, but I'm going to have a, a little bit more – there's a little bit more kick in my step or or whatever you want to call it. Like there's a little bit more pep in my step. There you go that day leading up into his start. Like he's been that good. He's been that dominant in certain points of the season. Like it's just as far as like an ace, I mean, I still think we need to see more, but man, has he really developed over the season compared to last year? I mean, remember last year he got called up in his very, in his major league debut. He, I think he pitched in the double header against the Dodgers at Wrigley Field and like no one knew who he was and he pitched well in that game and then he was just used as, as out of the bullpen until after the trade deadline and when he they made him a starter after the trade deadline he was not good he did not perform in any of those starts after after the trade deadline when he actually was a starter so coming into this year I really just didn't know what to expect. I was like, okay, well, last year he was good in the bullpen and he did not do well as a starter. So I expected him to be a bullpen weapon like we've talked about. And now that he's been able to develop pitches over the course of the season while also just maintaining what he already had. And like, I wouldn't say that he's going out there and and dominating like a Jacob deGrom type guy. Like only certain guys can do that. But like he's... He's going out there and he's simply just getting outs. Like he, it's very rare when he gets into tough situation and things blow up in 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 a bad way. Like he doesn't let walks uh, ruin his outing. He doesn't let um, you know bad luck ruin his outing. I mean, I know he only went four innings the other day, but in those six infield hits or whatever. But you know, he still only gave up the two runs in that start against the Red Sox tonight. Again, like only two hits, and that Freddie Freeman hit, that second hit he allowed was a was you know was the gods giving one to the Dodgers because that wasn't hit very hard, and it was you know he he took it the opposite field. You give credit to Freddie Freeman there; he's a great hitter. But like he, there were the Dodgers. Not only were they they had did they have eight strikeouts, but you know they weren't making any real good contact at all. They weren't getting any hits. So you you know he's he's just really transformed himself into like again how I what I've said about certain other players there's no way that this should be a three or four year rebuild for the Cubs when you have just developed your own homegrown starting pitcher and when I say developed I should say developing 
and you've already seen so so many good things out of him already. We're not even in at, at the All Star break yet. So, yeah, if you want me to t- tell you some some positives, it's like yeah, Keegan Thompson is a guy you mark on your roster next year, and you're like, okay, this is a guy you want at in the top three of your rotation. I don't know if he's your number one. We got to see if he can do this for a full season. Then yeah, I'm going into next year thinking this is our ace. I want him and Marcus Stroman top two of the rotation with Justin Steele if he pitches like the way he's been pitching since the beginning of June the rest of the year. Like I want those three at the top of my rotation. Or maybe you sign another, uh, you know, you sign a, you know, a top end starter in free agency, and then you just had add more depth to that rotation and and go from there. But like, yeah, Keegan Thompson to me, if he pitches like this the rest of the year, then yeah, I'll probably will talk myself into him being an ace. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Cody, a, we, go ahead. I was gonna say we talked about that on the 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 Twitter space earlier. Like, we were just kind of saying like listing off some of the guys, and we're like, they have they have building blocks, man. Like. They don't have they don't have those play, uh, the franchise players. I don't know I don't know that they do yet the Cubs, but they have really solid players who are, a, a lot of them are young like Steele. Steele's coming into his own. Keegan looks better and better every start. Nico's looked great this year. If they keep Hap around, I I, I think Hap could be you know I I don't think this three months is a fluke. I think you know Hap could be coming into that you know becoming that player that the Cubs want him to be right or thought that he always would be. Like they have good players, and that when you're the Cubs and you have the resources, you could go out and, and, and grab those franchise stars, right? You can go out and grab a Carlos Correa if he wants to come to Chicago, right? I guess, like you said, Cody, it doesn't have to be a, it doesn't have to be till 2025 that the Cubs are are you know irrelevant or can't win a championship. Like, I mean, they're not going to. Again, we talked about it on the Twitter space. Like, they're probably not going to win a World Series next year. There's no reason they can't, you know compete for one of those wild card spots if not the division the division isn't isn't the, the nl west like the division can be winnable if they put the right pieces in there with some of these young guys and some of these guys that they have under control that are doing really well right now like i i don't you know stroman said it uh right before his rehab he went on a rehab assignment that he thinks they're only a couple pieces away from the cubs and like you know the more and more a lot of these guys consistently perform you know nico hit the home run today keegan was good today Justin Steele, uh, when he pitches again, you know, if he can keep kind of this train rolling, he's one of those two. Like, there's guys on here that, hey, maybe they are only a couple pieces away from competing. I'm not saying World Series. Like, there's still a long way to go for that. But to compete for even a wild card spot, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see why 2023 can't be that year with, with with the way some of these guys are playing. Like, again, it's it's they still got what is it, like 78 games left to go in this season? Like, there's still a, still a while to go, but there's there's potential in, in a lot of these guys. That, and, like, it was hard to say that a month ago when they were losing 10 in a row. But right now, right. some of these guys are, are looking a lot better. Ryan, are you trying to say the Cubs could be competitive next year? They were supposed to be competitive this <laughs> I don't year. want to put words in your mouth. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I, like, I do like Dave's comment. He says, Keegan is probably the Cubs' best pitcher. That doesn't make him an ace. Not every team has one. I, I totally agree with that. Like, I wouldn't use the term ace. I'm just saying my gut tells me he is the best pitcher, and maybe he will have that potential. Like, he's he's the one guy when I see his name come in the box score before a game or a lineup or stand on the mound before a game that I'm most excited about seeing pitch. So in, in that way, he's just taken huge steps, and he he pitched an ace-like game against, you know, basically one of the best teams in baseball with 
some of the best hitters in baseball, making them look silly. So that part of the game was impressive. Cody, were your bets as impressive as Keegan Thompson in this losing effort? Guys, I came so close to hitting another parlay tonight. <laughs> I came one leg short. I had Keegan Thompson over three and a half Ks. I had Nico Horner, two total bases or more. He hit the homer, so he had four. And then I had Saya to hit a homer. And oh. Saya didn't hit the homer. And just brutal. But I did put those bets out over on my Twitter account. Uh, so if anyone at least just took those singly, at least you won some money tonight. But uh, sorry. This beer is, uh, you know, it's doing its thing in my system right now. Uh, I made those bets on points bets. My favorite app. I, you know, I'm going to wake up in like eight hours and roll over and try and do this all again tomorrow uh, or this morning, whatever. Um, it's also, it, I love it because I can do that in the morning. I also love it because it's the best way to support CHGO. And when you download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up, You'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com. It'll help you out. You're home for live in-play betting. Just got even better. See an edge in the game you're watching. Is your favorite team prime for a comeback? I don't know if we have any Dodgers fans in here, but I wouldn't have blamed you if you live bet the Dodgers after Saya dropped that baseball tonight. Uh, probably could have got him at plus money. Not getting Dodgers at plus money a lot this year. I'm just saying you could have. I'm surprised that I just didn't do it just to hedge with my own emotions. Anyway. Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, and the faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now and use promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Hey, uh, you know, you're wondering, how did I make it? How did I make it all the way to 12.44 a.m.? And, and here's the answer. I want to tell you about Owen, a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that will work as hard as you do. All the products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten, no dairy, easily digestible. I heard that Bears quarterback Justin Fields was following this plant-based diet. He loves Owen. So Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen or liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code CHGO20. Join me and Justin Fields. Try Owen, only what you need. Uh, Dave Courtney, by the way, uh, asking on the chat, who are the Cubs going to sign as a free agent? Like what names are out there? And did you hear the comment during the game by Sutcliffe? Uh, yeah, he asked about Xander Bogarts. And he's like, yeah. what do you think, Trey Turner, Cray or something? And he jumped in and just said, Xander Bogarts. Yeah. And there was like there was like complete silence out of Boog. Like yeah. he didn't know how to react. And then then I think Sutcliffe paused for like two seconds himself. And he's like, can, can I say that on here? <laughs> it, was, it was really uncomfortable. But, you know, obviously those are some names that are going to come up. I think Turner will stay with the Dodgers, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to answer that question, I think, you know, it, it well, Jed and Carter aren't going to play their hand, especially before they trade anyone. Right. So we won't know like, really what they're targeting. 
Um, but if you just look, kind of look at the positions and just look at the rumors that we've been hearing, like I, you definitely think they're going to target one of those shortstops, whether whether those guys agree to move to a different position or take over shortstop and then they move Nico around somewhere. Regardless, I think one of those free agent shortstops, if I think Bogarts has to opt out and Correa both have to opt out, like those have to happen, which is expected. And then I think you can, I think just from what we're hearing, you expect them to, the Cubs to be after one of those guys. Yeah. Outside Nico of that. Nico's some great plays tonight again. Oh, yeah, uh, the defense. I mean, this was the Nico Horner game. If you wanted to put a put together a highlight reel, man, he had some great defensive plays. He hit the homer. Dude's becoming a vibe, man, if he isn't already in your eyes. I mean, I'm just saying he's he's it, it's genuinely it's really like he like the Jordan meme. Like I took that and I took that personally when with all of us on social media crying about how the Cubs didn't sign Correa. And then he went to shortstop and he's like statistically the best defensive shortstop, at least in the Wait, National say that League. What did you say? Statistic, I can't say it. <laughs> statistically, statistically, there, there, there you is. go. Statistically, the there best shortstop in baseball as far as defense. <laughs> uh, but I mean, on the other hand, though, it's like, well, you could have signed Correa and then had Nico up the middle too. So you know, I get, I get where people are coming from. But uh, you know, we've talked about it on plenty of shows. You know, as far as a guy up the middle, I mean, I. Correa or Bogarts would be my choice. Uh, I am with Luke. I think Turner probably goes back to the Dodgers. Um, but I know Bogarts' power is kind of dipped this year, even though the numbers, like the slash line, still really good and everything. But the only guy, he only has like five or six homers. So if you're looking for a power boost, Correa would be your your guy. Also youth, too. So um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I also think you're looking at the starting pitching market and seeing what could be added absolutely um you know assuming stroman doesn't get traded i don't i don't think he i never really thought he like that was like i was i always lean more towards he wasn't and i think with you know him missing a lot of time recently like that is even lower um so i think you kind of go into next year with stroman justin Steele, keegan thompson as as three of them hendrix um you know you hope I, i think he's yeah well killian probably too um, but I do also think you could, uh, the Cubs would definitely take a good hard look at like some front line starting, but you're not I, 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 off the top of my head. I don't know if there's like aces out there to, that are going to be free agents this year, but definitely like proven veteran, big league, like potentially all-star caliber starting pitchers. I think Jed and, and Carter kind of take a good hard look at what's out there. Um, mm-hmm. Because again, like it's even when we talked about like, for this year, like if those five were healthy the entire year, that starting rotation probably would have been okay. If Wade Miley starts the year and doesn't get hurt, Drew Miley doesn't have this oblique strain, and Stroman's not in and out of the rotation, like that, eh, probably okay, you know. But they had no depth. They had no depth when right. they did get hurt. So I think yeah. you look. I think the Cubs do look at starting pitchers and trying to build more depth than what they have, what they have still right now. Because when you're seeing guys like like Adrian Sampson and Matt Schwarmer and, you know, guys that have shown some flashes, but, uh, you know, haven't proven themselves as starting rotation guys, but they're coming up and having to go multiple turns through the rotation because you don't have that much depth. Like that's, that's something that needs to be addressed. Well, and you still have to see what 
whatever you're going to get out of Alzali this season when he finally does pitch. Like, there's no need to rush and say, well, we need this many starting pitchers. Although I would say that a half a season of really, really good Alzali still wouldn't be enough for me not to want to add to the rotation because of what you just said. They didn't have enough depth. So, like, having Carlos Rodon on the, in the rotation or somebody like that uh, added to Alzali, Thompson, Steele, Swarmer, whoever, whoever some of those guys might be. Is not the a bad sign thing. You just let them duke it out, and you let them duke it out in spring training because you're going to need all of them anyway. Yeah, just sign Degrom. Hopefully, he opts out. Sign Degrom. I'm yeah. in. Dave, sign yeah. Degrom. I'm. Mm. Yeah, Dave Lacroix says statistically spotted cows are up one nothing on Cody. <laughs> statistically, they are. Yeah, statistically <laughs> they are. <laughs> um, um, hey, oh, can bye. we talk about? We were talking about Suckliff and his comments, but like oh, yeah. okay. he was cracking me up. Uh, like I, they, you know how they sometimes they'll they'll like get David Ross on for like a half inning or yeah. whatever, and he like Suckliff like starts the interview off. He's like, "Hey Rossi, uh, because we're playing the Dodgers, you want to tell us about the the that one that one NLCS in 2016 like he was saying it like no one had ever heard about the story before ever like it was like the most bizarre like five minutes of my of of the of the night because like i don't even know like that it's hard to explain but like david ross like explained it in the most bland way possible like like he had explained it for the 1000th time like no one watching had ever heard of what happened in the 2016 National League Championship Series, but I was cracking up with that. And I was cracking up over when Ian Happ ran over Tyler Anderson. Or, That's what I or was Tyler, looking over talking about. Or, or Tyler bad. Anderson he wanted to fight him. Ian Happ. Oh, yeah, so I would have yeah. ran down from the booth Seriously, that brawl if it happened. He would have been he would have been the Cubs version of uh, of Hawk Harrelson there. I, I, I was so gonna say that the hundred percent what it was. It was it was yeah. a younger version of Hawk Harrelson. <laughs> Hang on, Boog. I'll be right back. I gotta go check on Ian. <laughs> yeah, right. But like I, I know some fans oh, don't man. really like like d- don't like having like the full on Homer, which I don't understand that because Harry Carey is like you know, like a legend, but like it's I know you never get like that type of broadcast from JD or Boog, and you never got that from Lynn and JD either, or even when Bob Brentley was in there. So, like, it's kind of nice every now and then to get Suckliff in there and let him get all, yeah. you know, get all hyped up over like a, like that type of situation or just when he gets to talking about the future with the Cubs. I mean, there was a, there was a moment they were talking about all the young, he was talking about all the young pitchers. He mentioned like DJ hers and, and all these other guys in South Bend right now. And like, he just, again, it just kind of hyped me up. It's like, like I get, like I get that they have to do like, like Boog wants to just kind of be neutral at the end of the day. Like he'll obviously he's going to be more excited when, when the Cubs score, but like, you just you don't get that Homer vibe out of him, and you never got that from Lynn or JD either. It's just kind of nice every few games to get like that vibe, just to just so you can be like, yes, uh, yes. Like he did still give you he did still give you the honesty. He said flat out, and he was one hundred percent right that Martin wasn't going to have a good inning. Like yeah. he started the innings like I can be honest with you, I don't feel good about Chris Martin this inning, and then it was like <laughs> boom, home run, gone. Like yeah. maybe a minute later, he hit that home run, um, and he, he, you know, that's that's not second guessing, that's first guessing. So I will say that he does, 
while he will give you the homer feel for a call, which I don't mind, it's not the full homer, which does kind of bug me sometimes. It's like, you know, I think Eddie O does a great job in hockey with the Blackhawks of it. Like, you know, he's a Hawk through and through. He's like a Blackhawks player fan for life, but he also is this national voice who will also be critical and has his way of pointing out that was a bad play or yeah. just like Sut, this, those were some bad at bats. Those were bats mm-hmm. given away that that bunt should have been laid down. Like you mm-hmm. can mix those two things together and that's kind of, you know, I don't, there's no rhyme or reason. Everybody loves different announcers for different reasons. I like the combo of part Homer, part analyst that knows exactly what he's talking about. I'm okay with that. You know, like yeah. I'm okay yep. a mixture of it. Right. Yeah, well, I, with JD, I feel like you, you get that analyst. You also get the dad jokes. And then, you yeah. know, with, with Boo, yeah. you get you get the analytics, like the, the advanced analytics and, you know, the play-by-play. The play-by-play. And then, like, before that, Lynn was just strictly play-by-play. It felt like more often than not. And him and JD would just go on these random tirades about the most random shit. You just never, you, again, you never really got like the Homer feel. You would never, there were, you get great calls and great moments, but like, again, so it, it sounded like Sup was going to go to freaking war for Ian Happ in that moment. Like he was going to get was... up and go out there and go battle. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I just find that so funny. <laughs> yeah, but he was, he was, uh, Sut was, hilarious he was cracking me up today. i don't i don't get to listen to a lot of games especially yeah. not when yeah. it's on because well he does a lot more road games but like i don't get to listen to a lot of a lot of boog and jd or whoever else is on especially when, I, when you know it's at home um no Sut was Sut was cracking me up today um <laughs> just saw a tweet from uh mega montemuro over the chicago tribune she said Keegan Thompson had a season high twelve called strike of this fastball versus the Dodgers. Quote, it plays up in the zone. If I can locate it up in the zone at the top of the strike zone and get a lot of swing and miss, or balls in the air with weak contact and trusting it in the zone in the strike zone. Um, yeah, twelve called strikes of this fastball. And his location was kind of on point today. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the wh- what the whiffs were. I know he I think he had um, eleven. Something like that, but he threw yeah. he threw that slider the second most. He had, actually had a really balanced like a secondary part of the repertoire. That that four seam was four fifty one of his ninety six pitches. Then he threw a slider thirteen times, the cutter eleven times, and the curveball eleven times. Like he was definitely trying to command that fastball and establish that, which he did, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, but then he had a really good mix of that uh, of of all his you know other pitches and that slider that that nasty one to Justin Turner to strike him out like that was, that's kind of like where you're like, okay, like yeah, slider, slider's looking good. <laughs> the yeah. slider that he's been developing is looking pretty good. Right. Uh, other thing, one other thing from this game that we haven't touched and this, this, this I, if you want me to throw some criticism to Sutcliffe was, it was in this moment. Sutcliffe like loved this moment. Like he was so happy that it happened was when Patrick wisdom bunted to move I think it was Ian Happ to third. Yeah. In that in that inning. And I I was pissed off because it's like you're it's your power hitter hitter up there and you got a and you got zero out, I believe. They had zero out at the time. If if it wasn't zero out, it was one out. They definitely mm-hmm. had less than two outs. And so you had There's Ian no Happ. It's, 
Was it? No, that's okay. You had yeah. Ian Half at second base after he knocked those three runs in. So the Cubs had the Dodgers on the ropes. Like they were hitting the ball well that inning. Patrick Wisdom bunts to move half to third. I understand you're up three to nothing, and you you know the Dodgers pitcher is is really good, but like I didn't understand why you're bunting. You are the power threat, the power threat, <laughs> and then it leads to Saya hitting that comebacker, and then Ian Happ gets caught up as we talked about earlier in between third and home. And yeah, I know Saya gets a second base, but man, like you'd rather you'd rather have that runner at third. Uh, again, like it. The whole point is, Patrick Wisdom should never be bunting, never, just never be. And like Sutcliffe, like loved it. He was like so happy that that Patrick Wisdom bunted there. He called it like a team thing. And I'm uh, I'm just like, yeah, in like the '80s, brother, not in 2022. <laughs> Like that, that, that's that I honestly, that that's the part of the game that outside of say, uh, um, making that air, that's the game or that's the part of the game that made me most mad because like they, the Cubs had the Dodgers, like they could have added on another run or two there. No, outs a guy on second base. You're and you got the middle of the order coming up. And say has been hitting well. Patrick Wisdom, we were just free, we were literally just talking about how great he's been last night, and he's bunting. I I don't know if it, I, I'm with if, you. If, if, I don't know if Rossi had like the bunt sign on, or if he just did it. Like if Wisdom just did it for like himself. Like I, he had some good swings against Anderson too. I know the first at bat he had against Anderson, he he hit a liner out to center. It ended up being caught, but he he hit it hard out there. I and again the Cubs were, were getting hits off him that inning I it, that is what it is and that and that comes back to the point of not getting more runs you know say his error is being highlighted a lot tonight because it is like the difference basically in that game ending or ending in extras or not but if the Cubs just scored more runs with the opportunities they're given then we, we're not even talking about it we're probably we're, we're probably just saying like yeah we hope we don't see that again because that was a really bad error like that might have been the worst air of the year. Like even Jonathan VR wasn't that bad. Like I, I don't know. I, it's just I liked the Morell bunt uh, when he came up to beat the shift, like to, to make them think about you can't pull the shift on me. He bunted on a left-handed pitcher who wasn't going to be able to make the play. I was okay with that bunt. I know what you're saying about wisdom, and the flip side would be uh, what some people are saying in the chat is he also strikes out a lot. So at least he move the guy the over. I just think your team's not very good and <laughs> you're probably going to have to score a lot of runs to beat the Dodgers. You're not going to win too many like two to one games, three to two games. And it proved out to be that way. You probably would have been better off with some guys, you know, coming up with some big hits as opposed to playing small ball. It's, it's a tough call. I just, yeah. if they were in a pennant race, I'd, I'd have a bigger problem with it, I guess, you know, if, if that's mm -hmm. what it came down to. But I, I don't Again, that – I know what you're saying. He was amped about it, and I wasn't as amped about it as he was. Yeah. And, again, I, it's, I understand the Cubs are 16 under. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but when you think about how the game is played in the year of our Lord 2022, like, if you're going to do small ball, like – do it with guys that make sense, not with Patrick Wisdom, who leads your team in homers. 
and has been giving you good at bats. Like, if, okay, if he doesn't like, I understand he's a strikeout like possibility, but like, you'd still rather have that and still have the runner at second base than you know any like hitting into a double play. I know that doesn't make sense in this scenario, but like that's like another like you'd rather if you had a guy on first base and a power hitter coming up, you don't want him to bunt. You'd you'd rather him strike out than him hitting into a double play potentially. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of like the point I'm making, and and uh, for other scenarios. But like yeah. guys, know. I got Sean Anderson from the CHGO White Sox. Tell me to pull this up. This is the run expectancy in these certain situations, and you could see, you know, run around first, nobody out. Yeah. 8.31 outs, uh, runs scored in those situations. And what happens when you bunt? Run around second, one out. Oh, the run expense expectancy goes down. 0.644. So it's, uh, it's your point, Cody. Patrick Wisdom probably shouldn't be bunting there. I'm, I'm breaking out of uh, five. This is too much math for me to look at on one thing. Yeah, there's a lot of math. Flashbacks to like fourth grade through like <laughs> junior year in high school. I'm, I'm breaking out in a rash right now. Please get the math off my screen. <laughs> I went into television so I didn't have to do math. That's Same. For, for Brendan Miller to take care of for us. <laughs> he would be really proud, though, that, that we actually had used one of those on our show, though. That, yeah, so, he probably would. Anyway, that, that's basically the last thing from that game that I wanted to bring up. Yeah. I, and, I, that, and I hope. I hope David Robertson figures it out, man. I, it was just a bad week. He, you know, he blew that game against the Brewers uh, earlier this week, but then he just closed. He he just helped them close out the last game against the Brewers too. So I'm not too worried, but I will say the Cubs might need to move him sooner rather than later if they want to really get the true value for him right now. <laughs> so <laughs> hey, well, you know, uh, you know what we're gonna all gonna need tomorrow. You know what you guys should do? Get some get Strava. Ready. Get the Strava. Get the yeah, Strava out. Ryan, just do it. You know, it's helped thousands right. of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted, specialty coffee infused with organic spec, organic broad spectrum CBD, CBD from hemp that doesn't make you high or hungry, but it offers real benefits that can help you. You'll feel alert and focused without the jitters, despite doing a show at 105 in the morning, live your day more balanced, with less anxiety, fewer aches and pains, plus including CBD and your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep. So you wake up feeling your best and the best part, it's all small batch, fresh and shipped straight to your door. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase. When you use the code CHGO 25, that's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com using the code CHGO 25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only. One use per customer. And if you already love Strava, subscribe and save at the Strava Coffee Club. You're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Cody, at what point do you put down the spotted cows and start your Strava? There, Luke. You lost him. You lost me? I lost, lost Cody. Cody. You well, hear me now? I got you. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Did you guys right. lose me like, too, or did we lose Cody? No, just Cody. I okay. accidentally pulled the cord on my microphone <laughs> to try to fix myself. Um, it's too early in the morning. See, I had, I had some Strava the, this morning and yesterday. I'm going to need to get more Strava soon, and I maybe can't a wait. midday Strava. When you have a night like this, you got to do a midday Strava. Yeah, you're right. 
we, we have like we have a Keurig and we have all kinds of different coffee. Like we don't ever run oh, out. That's nice. I just I got Strava and I just added to our collection. So we're just we're just busting through all the K cups. Hey, let's so. let's do two things before we go today. Uh, first of all, hats off to Wilson Contreras, right? Yep, absolutely. Hi, Gabby Hartnett, being the third start of his All Star career, right? So mm-hmm. Gabby Hartnett, the only other Cubs catcher to do it three times, a starting catcher in the All Star game. Hartnett, the Hall of Famer, six All Star appearances, but three of yep. them as a starter. So, you know, it's almost a hundred percent chance that it's his last one in a Cubs uniform unless he comes back. He might um, not even be in a Cubs uniform when it happens. Yeah, I mean, that is that is the trick. He doesn't – does he actually tie Gabby Hartnett if he gets traded before the All-Star game? I don't think no, he's going to trade before the All-Star I don't think game. so either. Um, but Man, I also the, like, he, you know, he's the ten, only the 10th player in Cubs history to make at least three starts in the All-Star game if he, you know, does make it there. Only 10 other – only nine other guys – uh, that have ever played for the Cubs. That doesn't I mean the names are Ernie Banks, Andre Dawson, Stan Hack, Gabby Hartnett, Billy Herman, Don Kessinger, Ryan Sandberg, Ron Santo, and Sammy Sosa. So, yeah, pretty good. That's, That's a bunch of drafting. Hall of Famers and a yeah. guy that should be in the Hall of Fame and should have a statue outside <laughs> Wrigley Field. Good company to be in for Contreras. But like me and Cody talked about it on the Twitter space. Like this, I mean, you saw it coming as soon as it opened. The voting opened a month ago. And it's like, mm-hmm. if he wasn't, like, you look at the stats, and the stats have remained constant, like, almost the entire season. Like, he was hands down number one, like, a shoe in to be a starter. Like, the fact that he was, I think that update from, like, the well, Friday morning, I guess, technically now, from .com was, like, it was 67% Wilson, 33%, I think, was Duvall. And even that felt like, how is that not bigger? Like, the Braves yeah. fans are showing out. <laughs> because, I mean, Wilson, he leads in basically every relevant you know, stat that everyone that matters, he has like a, a sizable lead. I think, I think him and Will Smith actually are tied for like 13th in home runs or something like that, or not tied for the tied for first with 13 home mm-hmm. runs, something like that. But everything else, he he wins. He's hands down the best offensive catcher. Maybe not defensive, but it's the All Star game. Like no one cares about defense in the All Star game. That defense isn't isn't getting you a starting spot. It's who's going to be provide the most offense, the most fun. At the also game, and that's Wilson. So, um, well, Yadier Molina would tell you otherwise with the yeah. 10 that he has that he didn't deserve, probably. But you know, right. fan voting, though, yeah, right? We talk about the fan vote, yeah. <laughs> but don't no, get he, me started he, about fan voting, brother. He, he uh, he deserved it, and the, I mean, there was no other option. Like, he he, he was the number one, the he was going to be starting catcher as soon as that voting opened. I don't think anyone thought any any different because he just the numbers jumped off the page, best offensive season of his career so far. Um, just the leadership stuff on top of that. I mean, he's become the face of the Cubs. Like that, all that mixed in. He's you know that's he's a starting catcher. It was yeah. it was it was a done deal as soon as voting opened up. Really, we just said please don't mic him up during the game and ask him about getting ready to be traded. <laughs> wow. Man, if they do that back to back years, Jesus, yeah. Um, so, hey, the rest of the series, I, it looks like it's Stroman and Smiley. Both back from the yeah. injured list. Right, yep. What do you expect to see out of those two guys? I mean, it's been a long time. Smiley hasn't pitched since the end of May and yeah, May 30th. Yeah, and Stroman is early, early June when he got just destroyed by the Cardinals, where he gave the lighting nine runs and four innings, three homers, something like that. Yeah, I mean, 
for Strowman, it's more of just, you know, you said it earlier. I think it was Ryan where you said, you know, he thinks that, you know, the Cubs are just a few pieces away from being, you know, a good team. And, you know, I'm glad he thinks that. That kind of sells me a little bit more on why he wanted to come to the Cubs because a lot of people, a lot of people have their conspiracy theories behind that. And a lot of people thought maybe the Cubs would try to flip him. Uh, we're never going to know as far as if they're going to flip him or not at the deadline because he's been out and there's no value in moving him right now. But um, I think for him, the rest of the season, you're just, you're hoping to get what you paid for, right? You want to see uh, good starts out of him uh, to go into next year. And then Smiley, it's like, all right, man, we need like two or three real good ones out of you so we can flip you for like Mookie bets or some <laughs> shit. Right. Like, I mean, that's, that's the yeah. way I'm looking at it. Like you're hoping that he's one stays healthy and two, you, you can move him for yeah. something. I, I really don't know what you're going to get for, for a guy like Drew Smiley, who's, you know, a little bit older They're like ever you, you know who he is. He can eat your innings and this and that. And I mean, the Cubs have moved guys like that plenty of times we've talked about it at ends how they've been able to do that hopefully they can i i feel like he's someone if they move him they're gonna get like a 18 or a 19 year old guy who has high upside perhaps but since it's drew smiley probably has a low ceiling at at the point of the trade but has potential to to really maybe change eventually but we ain't gonna know who that is i mean yeah. i know i mean maybe we could call one of the prospect cubs prospect guys and be like hey who do you think we're gonna get for Smiley? I I don't know, but that's that's basically where I'm at. So Sean, also Sean's I see I see I see Sean in the chat and it's cracking I just me want, out right I now. just want I just want him to know that I'm not gonna talk to him for a while. So <laughs> Shane's Shane's going to sleep. He's he's had enough. <laughs> I think you've had Shane enough here, Luki. I feel um, like you're right there with Shane. Yeah, I I think uh, I think well, I, I feel good about wrapping it up. You guys feel good? Anything else you want to talk about from this game? Uh, anybody on the talk about hobby? Hard hitting yeah, question I'll, or comment? I'll, I was just gonna say, RWB team asked if we see Hap in the All Star game as a reserve. Um, another thing me and Cody talked about in the Twitter sp- Twitter space earlier today. I think he has a better shot at making the reserve than he ever did making it as a starter because of the fan vote. I think yeah, his his name doesn't get the fan service that Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, even Jock Peterson at this point, like he wasn't going to get voted ahead of those guys. And I think he ended up like didn't even crack top 10. It was like 14th or 15, something like that. But his numbers are up there. He has great, great numbers compared to a lot of the guys that will get voted in. Um, so it's, it's, a, you know, it's a, a peer vote it's a player vote so if a lot of these guys look at that and kind of take the name out and just look at the stats i think half has a shot will he make it i mean we'll find out on sunday but um i think he has the numbers to warrant a spot in the all-star team i think he's definitely deserving and if it's like if he gets voted that's not like oh don't be up in arms that he got it i think he would deserve an all-star spot but just kind of you know, we'll see still still a toss-up to me i don't i don't, I don't know that he will or, or won't I think he lost a vote with Tyler Anderson probably in the game today. But uh, other than that, uh, I think he should at least have a shot at it for sure. Right? Yeah. Why I think not? that's fair. Um, do we want to talk about Javi Baez? Sure. You want to do it real quick? Yeah. I mean, I drove real in quick. another run against uh, Sean's White Sox since he's on, here, on the chat here. And, yeah. you know, it sounds like they were – from what I could tell from Twitter – 
and Sean let us know, it sounded like they were razzing him or booing him on the south side. And so uh, Javi was at first <laughs> base waving it and egging it on in classic Javi bias style. I would think that he's from that group that he's the most disliked by fans on the south side for exactly that. Just Undoubtedly. The, the swag, Undoubtedly. bravado, all, all of it, right? <laughs> undoubtedly this is like not even close like that's why i thought it was so bizarre that they decided to boo anthony rizzo of all people except for the fact that he's a yankee now but whatever i i they that fan base has always hated javi Baez, and i've always th- yeah. thought it was so funny <laughs> just because the hate, like the hate was never you have you have you have a you have a similar type player playing shortstop for your team too but hey whatever this guy wears blue pinstripes i get it uh i all I wanted to say about the quotes was just like, you know, always a he's a, he's always going to be a Cubs legend. Uh, but I think a lot of us are pretty o- I, okay, maybe not okay with him gone, but like I think we can move on faster with him gone than some of the other guys. That's just my opinion, though. So yeah, when he yeah. does eventually come back to you know play at Wrigley, like he's going to get that huge standing O. You know the emotional the thank yous. The maybe he'll get the the stuff, all the presents that the Ricketts gave to Chris Bryant last year too. Um, he's always going to be a Cubs legend just from that 2016 World Series. But like you said, Cody, I mean he's struggled this year. I don't know that he struggles to this point if he's still on the Cubs. I think the change of scenery, the 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 pressure to live up to that contract, definitely sure. it definitely gets to him just like it gets to a lot of players you see that sign yeah. big contracts like that. Um, but I, I think just long term, I mean, and I think we kind of said it with the rest of them is like it was kind of time to move on. I think Jed kind of has acknowledged that himself too. Like he held on too long to all of them. The, the uh, biggest... it, was time, it was just time to you know really just uh, the, the the trade deadline sell off was insane. Mm-hmm. But I just like overall was time to just like start trying to figure out how to get good again because right. yeah, I don't think you saw that team as a as a World Series winner. You know, after especially after that eleven game losing streak, like that was kind of the nail in the coffin. Yeah. This team wasn't going to win again, right? I just I think the thing that is kind of if of things that I've read on social media regarding him and just like the entire like the old core in general is just like so many people are so they're still set in their way of thinking that this team would be better with all three of them now. I think the team would be better if we had one, maybe two, depending on who those guys are. But Schwarber would help. Schwarber would definitely help. But the thing is, is it's almost like no one cares that Schwarber is gone. I don't see anyone on Cubs Twitter complaining about Kyle Schwarber leading the National League in, in homers or being top two in homers, at least. Like, I don't see, but everyone wants to talk about Javi. And it's like, this guy has a 71 WRC plus. Look at, look at Sean trying to stir things up on the Cubs podcast. The Ricketts are cheap. Buys will always be valuable because of his glove and power. <laughs> this is our owner on the south side. Been this is, big this is the last that, off season. This is what I deal with. Alex doing for you. <laughs> this is what I do. This is what I deal with on CHGO bets daily for 15 it, minutes a day. There's there's <laughs> someone there's someone in the chat that's always coming after Ricketts. The name has escaped me, but I'm like that is Sean. Maybe it's Sean's yeah. burner. Yeah, maybe it's Sean's burner. He's just trying to stir things up. He says Schorber is a peacock and the Cubs needed to let him fly. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, uh, yeah. No, again, it is. I think it all is what it is. But again, like I, I do, you know, 
you read the quotes that he said saying that, you know, he always will love the fan base and all that stuff. It it does hit home because, yeah, even though I don't think he's as good anymore and I, you know, the the way that his contract projects out, like he still is like a he still did so many things for the Cubs as not only off on the field, but off the field, too, in just terms of, you know, becoming being one of those players that helps like grow the game like. I always said he's like one of the more overrated players that ever played for the Cubs in my life. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's more of just like so many kids love that guy when he was with the Cubs, like because of how he played the game and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it is again, it is what it is. I, you know, I, I, I am cheering for him to play better. You know, I hope, you know, after maybe in the second half of the year, after a whole year, uh, or half season, uh, and you get that all-star break, you know, hopefully, you know, he figures it out. I, I did, I did notice today when I was looking at his numbers, the strikeout rate is significantly down compared to recent years. So I don't know if that has to do with Weiss not playing well too, but you know, is that Chili was always, Davis that was the, always my thing. Is Chili Davis, the Tigers hitting coach. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. What's going on know. over there? Uh, <laughs> what do you guys got going this weekend? Anything big? We're going to Taste of Chicago. Taste of Chicago on Sunday. They no, still I'm, do uh, that? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Packed, this weekend. Actually. Yeah. It's yeah. The first time in like three years. Yeah. I'm, um, going, I'm going on Sunday. I'm going to get some, um, you know, got a big softball game on Monday. Huge. Uh, big time. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been dealing with a squad injury. Um, I was able to play through it last, you know, two weeks ago. Um, so just, you know, just, just keep getting treatment on it day to day. Um, Stucky, you, know, you just, should come and be our coach. We need a better coach. <laughs> you know, I'm staying off my feet. Are we a doing a rest, podcast on Monday? We are, yeah, but oh, like at like two thirty. But oh, that, yeah, that, that that means there's a there's 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 a game that night though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Long past it's, my bedtime. I could coach. <laughs> Sean called me yeah. a warrior. I am kind of a warrior. You know, playing through the pain. I haven't been put on the IL this season yet. Um, <laughs> But, you guys don't want me as a coach. I'd I'd be the angry old man cursing at everybody. That's what we need. We would we need Let's we need go. someone to we need someone to yell at us, yeah. and then we also need someone who's going to yell at the other team when they start putting us down because we need we need that we need yeah. that uh you know Let's, we need a little Lou Pinella. We need a little Lou little. Let's Lou be Pinella. honest. I'd I'd be the I'd be the Tony Larusa of coaches at softball. I'd be asleep in the dugout. You'd have to wake me up and say, "Hey, we got to take the picture." I'm like, "Where am I? What park is this? How did I get on this bench?" <laughs> no, Luke, Where's Luke my we beer? need some. We need someone to get that red ass, man. Especially when Cody steps on second base instead of tagging out the runner when there's no force out. Like we need yeah, somebody to get the red ass. Gonna let out. that go. Not gonna let that go, huh? Oh, damn. <laughs> Who is that guy? Is that manager Steve? Who is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Cubs lose four to three. Uh, they get Stroman and Smiley coming up this weekend. Maybe they can still win. Split the Maybe series. They, series. They could split the series. Yeah. Would you can still consider that's like a streak? You're not losing I, I a series. Yeah. Yet the streak is over. But they haven't. Probably. You could say they haven't lost a series if they could somehow get a split. Yeah. There you go. You got a good shot tomorrow with Marcus Stroman, but again, big, big, uh, big hill to climb after not pitching for a month. Have to face one of the best lineups in the game. So yeah, it's gonna be (laughs) tough. All right, we're wrapping it up. One twenty-two a.m. Thanks for uh, everybody on the chat that stuck around to talk about a 
crushing Cubs loss to push them closer to 20 games under the 500 <laughs> mark. Uh, thanks for listening to the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by PointsBet. Don't forget to use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Have a great weekend and fly the W.